Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could, uh, um, you could, uh, replace my nail glue with cum and I would say, oh, wow, what a treat. This is not durable. Anyway, my, <laughs> my guest today is a stand-up comedian, writer, and actor. She's the first British black woman to be nominated for the Edinburgh Comedy Festival for Best Show Award. Her special to catch a dick is available on Netflix and also hosts the podcast London Actually, which tackles all things dating. It's London Hughes. Hey, you don't understand <laughs> the amount of people that have told me to come on this goddamn podcast. Like, I literally get a Can You Own a Cowboy's podcast tweet from someone about three, four times a month. So, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Well, you are answering prayers the children will be rejoicing you're here singing in the streets (laughs) (laughs) everyone's happy (laughs) are you do you live in LA yeah I just moved here um February 2020 BC before COVID okay yes it's been real (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, I cannot imagine moving full ass to another country. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you better stay your ass inside, bitch. Yeah. It's not good here. No, no. <laughs> and also like being single, like people move into countries. They always do it with their like family and loved ones and kids and dogs. Just mm-hmm. doing it by yourself. 
being single. Like me and my house plant, we're getting on really well. Like this is like <laughs> I struck up a bond with my house plant, Jeffrey. Like this, this is this is my life now. I love that your house plant has a name. I love that it's Jeffrey. It's he Jeffrey. sounds like a gentleman. He is so tall. And, Ooh, okay. Oh yeah, he's really tall. Green and handsome. Ooh, and, uh, and yeah, healthy, we love Jeffrey. Right? And so healthy. He, is... okay. he only drinks water. Okay. He's drinking his water, girl. <laughs> <laughs> he is thriving <laughs> in extreme sunlight. He's thriving. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's good. Me and Jeffrey are cool. <laughs> have you dipped your toes into the dating scene here in Los Angeles? You have. I, I have, Nicole Byer. I have. How is it? Babes, it's hard. I need to ask your advice because when you're famous, uh-huh, 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 <laughs> so, sure. Like, cause uh-huh. you have this, don't you feel like you shouldn't be on dating apps? Like, I get on them and then I my self-respect just like <laughs> <laughs> my self-respect says, honey, what are you doing on Bumble? Like it's just <laughs> I feel you on so- that. For whatever fucking reason. Dating apps have been around for like a long ass time. Mm -hmm. But when you're on them swiping, you're just like, this is the lowest of the low because I can't find someone in person. But like, that's just like the society we're fucking in. Like, it's hard to meet somebody in person. I just want to do a meet cute. I want it to be like it is in the movies. I want to be on set and fall in love and break up a marriage like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And Brad Pitt and and Angelina Jolie did to Jen. I just want... I want that. I want like, just can't take my eyes off you. Love at first sight shit. Mm-hmm. And that will never happen on Hinge or Bumble. Or yeah. definitely not Raya. Are you on Raya? <laughs> oh, uh, my listeners have uh, listened to me bitch about Raya for the last couple what years. What the fuck is wrong with Raya? It's well, so d- how long did it take for you to get on Raya? First of all, let's be clear. Let's be clear, Nicole Byer. I had to literally sell my kidney to get mm-hmm. on right like i had a meeting with an exec in la last year or the year no 28 2019 and they were like we want to work with you what can we do what can we do for you London Hughes? what can we do to get your next project and i went well you can get me on right because i've been on the waiting list for two years it took me two years too i was on the waiting list for two years i was like you get me on right it's been two years the next day I get accepted. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. The power of Hollywood. The power of Hollywood. But I'm like, it's it's not worth it. No. I have not. I met one guy on there who was a DJ slash waiter. Yes. And he went down on me really well. See, that's nice. You got something out of it. But that was about it. That's all I've gotten out of it. And you have to pay for it as well. It's just like, I'm paying I mean- for this. Yeah, but think about it this way. You paid $30, get your pussy ate, and you probably got a drink out of it. So that's, that's nice. I did get a drink and I did get some tacos. So honestly, it paid for itself. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> it really did. I'm so blessed. We're so blessed, Nicole. We're so mm-hmm. blessed. Very blessed to live in an age where I can put money right into my phone. Uh, match with a man <laughs> who's going to be a sociopath, but maybe mm-hmm. eats my pussy and gives me mm-hmm. a taco. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. It was a, yeah, Ryan's very disappointing. I went on yeah. Bumble for 24 hours and then deleted it because I just, I was, I'm like swiping and I'm like, it's just beneath me. It's so beneath <laughs> me. And the thing is, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish and Common made me believe, made me believe because they did that Bumble advert and like they actually then went on a date and then they fell in love. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if that was like, 
you know, set up for whatever reason or if it was real, but it got me. And I was like, I can, <laughs> I can do this. I can do it. The only thing about Bumble for black women specifically, mm. I feel like, is mm. the woman has to message first. Black women are already seen as aggressive. So Ooh. it's like just a hello yes. is like, wow. She came up into <laughs> my space and she said, hello. I mean, I can we and it's like, bitch, you're on the app where a woman has to say something. But like I do think that has a little bit of fucked yeah. upness to it. I didn't even think of that. It's so true. I just thought of it right here, right now. Well, there we go. Have you been mm. on are you on all the apps? Are you on Yeah. I'm on OkCupid, I'm on Hinge, I'm on Bumble, I'm on Tinder, I'm on a fat one called Woo Plus. Uh, what? What is Woo Plus? Yeah, it's just, it's for like the men who love a fatty in their life. Oh and then my there's one God. called Buster. I'm on one called Happen, uh, which is like- Wait, whoa, we- Nicole, you're- I only know this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I only know three of those things. You, you literally. What? What, you, what are all these other apps that I don't know about? I'm on all of them, and they're oh all God. filled with trash. I don't want to say they're all filled with trash because I have met, right. you know, lovely people I've dated for you know seconds at a time. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of fucking dating apps, girl. Oh, man, it's sad. And there's like niche ones i'm sure you could find like uh i want to go on j swipe j swipe i was on j swipe uh in like the early days of dating apps like when i was still living in new york and i was like the only black girl on there and everyone was like get out of here you don't nobody said that but like i didn't get any hits (laughs) nobody was like i came on j swipe to find a nice black woman so Uh, nothing happened i do feel like black women obviously it's a scientific fact isn't it that black women are the least swiped right on dating apps black women and asian men Uh so i do go into these things a bit skeptical that you know anyone would want to match with me and i Mm -hmm. think that's because of that that whole thing but then you just you're matching with guys and it's like no offense babe but i'm me I'm me and you're disgusting. Yeah, like you're like you you sell cars in Winnetka. Like I'm just like you you're just a normal human. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm like you're beneath me. And the thing is I'm nice to them. I'm and then they start acting like like they're superior. And I'm like, no, hun, <laughs> I'm superior. I'm the funny one. I fucking have the same problem. And I've got normal guys just rejecting you. When you're rejected by someone who's like of caliber, wherever it is in their field, who's exceptional, who's an exceptional person in their field, you're like, okay, I got rejected by a rocket scientist. All right, cool. I got rejected. (laughs) You know, I got rejected Mm -hmm. by the, you know, an artist, a painter. I got rejected by someone whose brain is absolutely insane and has made all this great art for the world. When you get rejected by Doug from... (laughs) (laughs) Also, where the fuck did the name Doug come from? Doug, yeah. Like, I hope he digs a lot and we'll have Doug a lot. Let's call him Doug. Doug. Where the fuck does the name Doug come from? Mate, Doug from the (laughs) Valley, who... (laughs) who, Who works in... Yeah, I don't know. He's a plumber. I don't know. It's just like, oh, I can't do this. 
And my self-esteem is already at a low because I'm on this app. And then you get rejected by guys that are ultimately beneath you. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> and then with Zoom dating, my friend told me the other day she got stood up on a Zoom date. Oh, like, no. Now how low can you get? That's why I won't do Zoom dates because I'm like, (laughs) you can't make it downstairs to your computer (laughs) to click on a link to say hello. She got her makeup. She did her makeup. She said, I'm going to treat this like a real thing. (laughs) So she put her dress on and she did her makeup and she came and sat by her laptop and just went. Yeah, I can't think of a sadder thing. That's why I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Zoom dates. And let me tell you, this woman who got stood up, she's a boss bitch. This is the craziest thing. She's beautiful. (laughs) She's talented. She's rich as fuck. She's high flying. And she's still that bit like lonely ass girl sitting there dressed up at a kitchen table. (laughs) Who's been rejected by some guy in finance and don't give a fuck. And it's just like, it's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. that is why I don't do online. <laughs> so, okay. Have you been meeting people like out and about? How are you? What are you okay. doing? So I slept with my Uber driver okay. because he looks a bit like, have you seen the film Baby Driver? Yes. Right. There's that no. film Baby Driver about the guy. No. Okay. It's quite recent. It's about a little white guy who drives uh-huh. cars, but he's deaf, I think. Okay. And he, or he has tinnitus or something and he listens to music and he, steals cars and Jamie Foxx is in it. It's a good movie. Okay. There's actually no black women in it. There's hardly any women in it. But if you like your movies like that, it's a great movie. So <laughs> I love my movies like that. I don't need to see myself represented nowhere, no hell. No. That's my dream. Not I want to see every white person ever, ever made in a movie. That's it. So yeah, that movie's for me. Yeah, it's for you. It's for you. That's the type of person you like those movies, it's for you. And basically, there's a guy in it who is the baby driver and he's cute. And my um, Uber driver looked a little bit like him. Mm-hmm. So I was chatting to him and we were flirting. And I just got to LA. This is like, yeah, February. And um, uh, we just exchanged numbers. And I'm like, I'm going to this thing. He drops me off at the thing. And I'm like, but you can pick me up afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can hang out, which he did. He made sure he was in the area. <laughs> and okay. so I, I, we, he messaged me. He picked me up. He took me for ice did cream. Did you sit in the front or the back? I sat in the front okay. and it felt weird. But <laughs> I was like, oh, look how my how things have changed. Wow, what an upgrade to sit in the front seat. Looky here, she's no longer the customer passenger. Exactly. She's a passenger for, and then gonna be a fucker. It's, yes, <laughs> the passenger to the fucking. But the thing is, I, I we went for ice cream, but then we went back to his house. He lived in... Um, Silver Lake and Silver Lake's a nice area and I get there and his place was so tiny. Like mm-hmm. I just his 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 wardrobe, like for clothes, uh-huh. his wardrobe was in his kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> but like, did he at least have a bed frame? He had no bed frame. Okay. And I'm all right. sure his I'm sure his work suit smelled like toast because <laughs> 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 I can deal with a wardrobe in the kitchen. No. I can deal with this tiny apartment, but it's like if you don't have a bed frame <laughs> and clean sheets, if you don't There's have no, no sheets oh. on the bed, if you don't have a mattress protector, no. then I'm like, oh, mattress protector. <laughs> 
I when when I get in your bed, I want to hear a crunch and not yes. Doritos. I want to hear the crunch <laughs> of a mattress protector, you know, because it means you understand what an investment is. That means you have a good mattress. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, he never had any. Do you know what I hate? When they don't have adequate pillows. You know when it's just got yeah. the one flat uh-huh. pillow with no uh-huh. pillow cover? Just uh-huh. plain, you bought it from the store and laid your head on it. Uh-huh. And it's just one <laughs> and it's flat. Uh-huh. No oomph. He had that. So I'm like, where no. am I going to, where am I like, where's your head? No. Do your head's here? You're going to you fold it in half? Pillow? No. What's happening? You know, you can get a pillow for a dollar. No. Right. No. So he had that. No. And, when, <laughs> and sometimes I've been in a guy's house where they don't have... Uh, bedspread or duvet cover mm-hmm. or they just have a blanket one guy just had a crochet <laughs> no no sir i'm so sorry you can't move up out of your mother's house with one afghan and call it a day you gotta go shopping at west elm or or ikea you can go to ikea right. and get something very cheap i'm like okay it's nice if you have money if you don't there's a way for you to live like a Even person target, Tar- yes Get thee to a Walmart and Burbank. You could you could do anything. You just you know get some coupons. Like if you're gonna be fucking in your bed, you gotta make sure that person's at least slightly comfortable in the bed, so they might return to the bed. And this is why I don't understand. They have giant TVs. <laughs> <laughs> the TVs on uh-huh. deck. You got surround sound, uh-huh. but no sheets. What's wrong with you? Where are your priorities? What is going on? It's like, okay, so you can watch the game, but then you sleep on a brick? That's like, what I'm come saying. on, my Where friend. Where are your priorities? <laughs> I once slept with a dude who, he slept with one pillow, but his bed had like six pillows. And I was like, oh. wait, I can have all these pillows? Wow. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I only really need the one. And they had brown cases Ooh. on them. So Ooh. I was just like, oh, do you fuck a lot of black girls? Because he was a a lighter friend. He was a white friend. Oh, wow. And he just looked at me and was like, what? And I was like, oh, um, I mean... For my like black people makeup, it gets on pillowcase. Get, yeah. Do you fuck a lot of black girls? And he was like, <laughs> I was like, I should just double down on this. And he was like, No, good night. And I was like, Okay, oh, okay. night night. <laughs> how do you bring up that conversation? Like, because every time you match with someone, I'm sure you're thinking like, Am I a fetish? Have you done this mm-hmm. before? There's not a right answer because if you've told me you fucked loads of black girls before, I'm starting to think that like you just fuck black girls. And uh-huh. then if you tell me you haven't fucked a black girl before it's like, I'm like am I uh like a journey into the dark yeah, side yeah there's no wit there's no right way to answer that question you know I will generally be like uh like if it's so- like say Doja Cat comes on the radio or something right. or like on a right. playlist I'll be like oh my god she's so pretty and if yeah. they're like yeah she's she's hot I'm like oh, okay so like you like black women <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. a darker friend if you will yeah. or if they're just like yeah she's cool I'm like hmm maybe I'm the first I don't know mm. and then honestly sometimes I feel like you could tell with the way they fuck like they know what to do with a fat ass in their face yes yes dudes who don't know what to do with a fat ass I'm like you've never been here well to be honest I don't have a I don't have a fat ass really um, I haven't been blessed with the behind oh I mean, no it's, just the melanin it's just, it's just the melanin I've just, I haven't got a white girl bum, but I haven't got a, I'm sorry, uh, Instagram, all this, hmm. this injection, like, I'm sorry, because I feel like they think that's what women, black women are supposed to look like. The Kardashians mm-hmm. have ruined it for black women with no bums, because 
their bums aren't real. And then you've got like other black women whose bums were perfectly fine, but now they've got to add shit to it mm-hmm. to make it look tad out. So my, my bum's good. It's just not a tad out. So I, I, it's probably more to Dow than you think it is. Think My so? sister, I think if I asked her, it was like, do you have a to Dow bum? She would be like, no, it's no to Dow. <laughs> but I've seen my sister's butt and it is to Dow. It's small, but it's perky. And it's like, it's like, a, it's, it's good. Cool. Okay, cool. I have a fat ass. I have like, I used to not let guys doggy me. Why? Because do you know what it is? I don't know why, but like, powerful wise I just felt I didn't like it I didn't like that like you don't even have to look at me <laughs> like mm. I just like I don't like that like if, if I'm having sex with you I want you to be looking at me in my face and I want to be on top and like I'm just dominating you and I'm like yeah take it take it take it and then like ah. when you're doing doggy I just felt for a long time I just felt like I don't really enjoy this because it it feels degraded now I've grown up and I oh. like it but I remember there was like my mid twenties, I kind of just there's men out there that have not doggied London Hughes, and uh, <laughs> probably wondering why I didn't let them doggy. But yes, yeah, it's because. Well, twenty twenty one, you can doggy London. Yeah. I like doggy. Uh, for me, doggy style is I think powerful because right. you can't look me in the face unless I like really do some gymnastics and twist yes. and turn around, but. I don't let them control the stroke. I control How? the stroke. I slam my ass into them. I'm like, I go ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And then you just kind of inch forward. So they're like, I want it, I want it, I want it. Then you slam back onto it. <gasps> and- <laughs> I'm getting turned on. Yeah. And, oh my uh, God, Nicole. It's a, it's a very nice, and then like, I do have like a really big ass. You so, do? Like, there's, there's like kind of a handle <laughs> because yes, my butt has when like they a hold ledge, onto it. so you can hold on to the ledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then yes. you kind of fight against it and then Ooh. give in. <gasps> and then honestly, some men don't know what to do when they lose their their minds. Honestly, I'm not. I'm strictly dickly, but a big ass. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, that's hot. What mm-hmm. you just described to me was hot as fuck. Thank you. I don't have that ability, but. I can suck some good dick. Do you know what I mean? So like, yes. that's my thing. I do I love sucking a dick. I know, but I think girls that like sucking dicks, we like it because we're good at it. When people yes. are like, I don't like sucking dick. It's like, because you're shit. <laughs> you're <laughs> fucking shit. That's why you don't like it. <laughs> if you were good at it, honey, you would enjoy yourself. But yeah. you're shit. Because <laughs> like, I like to look up at somebody being like, yes. you are turning me on. You are doing, yes. you are doing, you are literally controlling this for me. Mm-hmm. And I can stop mm-hmm. it anytime I want. Exactly. And have a whole conversation with you until you get frustrated with yeah. me. And you press my head back on. And then I go, Ooh. no, thank you. I'd like to say something else. Yeah. This is the thing. <laughs> if men put their hands on my head, yeah. they don't get the head. Like that's, that's yeah. my thing. And I'm like, you fucked up. Yeah, you fucked up because uh-huh. you went and pushed my head down, and now you're not getting it. If you were patient, you would have mm-hmm. got it, but you fucked up. That happens a lot with guys. Actually, they get so impatient, and I hate that. I well, because they they're like, oh, I'm in control of this, and it's like, no, sir, no, this no. it's my mouth, my choice. Exactly, I'm truly in control, you weirdo. <laughs> but the thing is, I've literally, I feel like I'm very dominant in the bedroom because of all those things. I think I have masculine sexual energy because mm-hmm. I'd be sleeping with guys and like, well, after he's come, he wants to go to bed. And I'm like, are you crazy? We're going again and again and I again. 
am like that too. And I discovered, I think it's because I like, I like penetration. I'm a penetration gal. Right. Some people like the floor foreplay more, but I'm just like, ooh, I get it in. Yeah. Um, so like you gotta do like a little like duck bill, not like a full fisting, ooh. but like a duck bill, and then mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of the come hither. Come mm-hmm. Yeah. That is nice. And mm-hmm. that is like they kind of like it's like one orgasm via penetration. We can keep doing other stuff. And then when we fuck fuck, I'm like, okay, if he can't go again. Yeah. But I do love coming and then laying and being like, tee hee hee, wasn't that nice? Let's talk about whatever. And then like wait like 20, 30 minutes and then be like, again? Again? Exactly. But then you'll wait and get. Yeah. And I'm like, that is respectful. That's it. That's not what I came here for. Yeah. That's not what I came here for. We ain't got no sheets. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no You're shit. just shivering, being like, I'd like more sex, please. I'm out here on one pillow, on the corner of your pillow with no sheets. I only want to fuck you again because I don't have a blanket and I'm going to use your body. <laughs> you have such a great joke in your special where you're like, my single friends are like, uh, just go to the club and find somebody. And it's like, that's it's easier to find a black girl in a Judd Apatow movie. When I tell you I tee-hee-heed, I truly was sent. I was like, yes. And not to talk shit about Judd Apatow, but it's like you've made so many movies, my friend. So many. and So many. Not one. Not like, one. There's no black women. No, nope. I like truly cannot. And I'm sure somebody will tweet at me and be like, no, no there was a store clerk who yeah. said hello. Because <laughs> people <laughs> love to say shit like that. And you're like, well, that's not what I fucking meant. No, there's not one. I literally had a thing of like, I want to be the first black girl in a Judd Apatow anything. Like a commercial, <laughs> give me a commercial. Give me, I'll be in his building. I'll go to his building. Where'd he live? I just, <laughs> like, what? I'll go inside. He wakes up, he's like, there's a black woman go. here. I don't, I thought they were imaginary. Uh, no one's ever told me they were real. <laughs> I don't understand what's, but literally, because since I've done it, since I've done that special, hopefully... He's seen it and hopefully he puts some black girls and some stuff. <laughs> Jesus is looking grim out there for him. Woo, Mr. Apatow. Mr. Judge Apatow. <laughs> How when was when did you go to Edinburgh? Uh so 2019. Oh, okay. So this is fresh. It's fresh, yeah. I wrote to catch a dick in in July 2019 and performed at the festival in Edinburgh in August. For the whole month. Have you done Edinburgh Festival before? No, but it's a great way to get an hour, right? Because you... You should... You would kill it. Basically, imagine the whole town of Edinburgh shuts down and Mm -hmm. turns into, like, performance space. And you can literally see comedy anywhere. On the bus, on the street, Mm -hmm. a restaurant, a coffee shop, uh, in actual venues. Like, everything turns into a stage. And every day for a month, there's, like shows on every second of the day. Mm-hmm. There's something for everyone. You can see naked comedy. I've seen a guy oh. do stand-up ass naked. I've seen oh. weird Star Wars comedy. I've seen a guy just, like, not sleep for days and just tell joke after joke after joke after joke until he Oof. passed out. I've seen drunk comedy. I've seen this. Like, it's, it's something for everyone. And, like, comedians go over. I know Hannibal Buress went over and killed mm-hmm. it out there. And um, I genuinely think, like, as a comedian, to just own your craft... You have to perform every day. So you're doing it every day for a month to strangers. 
And you're, I performed to catch a dick in a tiny room that used to be like a human resources office for a university. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> they changed it into a stage, 50 people in the audience every day. And I, and my test to myself was to add a new joke every day. And so- Holy shit. I added a new joke. Some of the jokes you see in the special are ad-libs that I did in Edinburgh that worked really well. And I was like, I'm using that. And then by the end of the month, your show is like the best version it could ever be, but then you're also being judged. So at the end of the month, uh, critics have gone round. It's like over like a thousand shows and critics go round. And at the end of it, seven or eight shows get nominated for best show. And the type of show that was nominated for this type of thing in the past would be like Monty Python. Like it's like British hist- comedy history. And so, yeah, I get, I became the first black woman to be nominated for best show. I didn't win. They gave it to a white guy, but I got nominated. <laughs> it's nice to be thought it's of. It's nice to be thought No. <laughs> uh, I mean, that sounds like a fucking dream because yeah, you should do it. I haven't done my hour. Next month will be a year since I've done my full hour. Wow. And that yeah. feels fucking insane. I'm like, I don't know the jokes anymore. Like I've, yeah, I, of course I, I have my notebook, but like, I don't know the rhythm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the audiences anymore. Da, 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 da. No one yeah. knows. Well, that's how I felt. Cause I, I, so I did the, the Edinburgh in August, then came to LA in September. Mm-hmm. Then like got, you performed it in LA, got loads of buzz around it. And then in January, I went back to London, did it in London, toured it a bit. And then that's when Netflix came calling and was like, okay, Kevin Hart wants to meet you. Mm-hmm. We want the show. Kevin Hart wants to produce it. So I flew out to LA in February thinking that we were going to film the special in March. But then COVID happened and eight months I had to wait to see if I could film this Yikes. special. And in that eight months, a lot of shit went down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that it's fucking wild. Wild. That's a wild fucking timeline. After George Floyd died, I said, "Am I even funny? What is what is laughter?" Girl, I had the same fucking thought. I for like a month and a half was like just sad and was like, "I don't know when funny will happen. When will funny happen again?" Yeah, it was a fucking trip, dude. Trip. Uh, I, listen, hon, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I'm British, so obviously when this type of stuff happens in America, as a black British person, we care and cry for our cousins in America. We're like, you know Mm -hmm. what, this is insane. I can't believe this is happening. I've been on protests in um, the UK for police brutality at the hands of the police in the US. So Mm -hmm. I was on a protest for Philando Castile, and there's thousands of us being like, this guy was murdered by the US police and we're chanting it in the streets of London. Mm-hmm. I remember one point we were like going, hands up, don't shoot, hands up, don't shoot. And the police in the UK don't have guns. So they were like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we won't. <laughs> okay. I, the reason why I laugh, because somebody, somebody <laughs> will fucking tweet at me to be like, how insensitive, but like, it is very funny to me. <laughs> And like fully fucking wild that people in other countries are protesting America's police brutality against black and brown people. And y'all to a bunch of people in uniforms with no guns were going, hands up, don't shoot. And I'm sure all of them were like, well, we could ain't. We don't have guns. That was a terrible English accent. And I would apologize, but I'm going to own it, baby. Own it. Own it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it was that. And I've been sad for America 
from the comfort of Britain. This mm-hmm. is the first time I've actually been in America when shit like this popped off and it popped the fuck off. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is what it feels like to be an African-American because I'm black, I'm here, and this is going down. And like, I can cry about it, but also when I leave the house, it could happen to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing in Britain I never, you know, I was sad and I protested, but you know, I knew that I'm not going to get shot by the police in London because the police have guns. But here, I'm like, oh my God, this is a very real, real situation. So mm-hmm. that hit me. And I was like, why am I in this country? <laughs> I remember just thinking like, I'm sitting here, they ain't got no, because in Britain we have free healthcare. So I'm like, we, there's no free healthcare. <laughs> I can't film my special. We're in a global pandemic and a race war. Should uh-huh. I go home? Like, that's a lot. It was a lot to unpack. It's so much to fucking unpack. Honestly, I gotta say, Family Feud did not prepare us for the race war. It's not as cute. It's It's not not as fun. Mm -mm. Uh, (laughs) Mm -mm. And the thing is, I went on protests over here. So I went to protests in LA and it ended. It was so nice in the beginning, really peaceful. White people were giving out water. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is great. Like, this this is what I wanted it to be. The community came together and then the police showed up started tear gassing people, started mm-hmm. firing rubber bullets into the crowd. I saw a guy that got hit with a rubber bullet. Next thing I know, police cars are on fire. And I'm like, America, this is a ghetto. This yeah. is fucking ghetto, America. This is ridiculous. Yes. And the thing is, the police made it that way. Like, I'm, look, hey, listen, I know police jobs are hard, but we were having a peaceful protest mm-hmm. and then they kicked off. Next thing I know, army's coming in. My phone's beeping saying, nationwide curfew. Mm-hmm. Stay in your house. Stay. And I'm like, ah, I just wanted to make a comedy special. I just <laughs> You're like, I fucking literally just came here to tee hee hee and now I'm going to be like, ran a tat and get yeah, shot. Exactly. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it is truly wild over here. Wild. And it's so wild. funny to hear it from the perspective of someone who's like, I truly just came to work and to work. y'all are making it hard to work here. Very hard. I just didn't want to, I just came to make people laugh and look cute. <laughs> and now I'm here in a race war and you ain't got no free healthcare. I ain't got no dick. We're in a, we're in a pandemic. And then there was like a California wildfires. So uh-huh. ash was falling from the sky and I'm asthmatic. And uh-huh. the way that set up is I left my house one day and I said, <clears throat> Why? why why is that what is this and it was ash uh-huh. and the wind smelled like burning sure did and i was like this is this is a fun place to be uh this is hell this is hell <laughs> it's hell i had a uh a black british uber driver once or lyft driver Ooh. or whatever and we like got into talking and she was like yeah i really feel for black americans because people will overtly be rude to me till they hear me speak And they go, oh, you have an English accent. Suddenly you're elevated above just a regular ass black person from America. It's so sad that I've seen it like I've got an African-American friend and me and her do it all the time. Like if she goes to a restaurant to see if that back when restaurants were open, she would go to a restaurant and be like, hey, have you got a table for two? And they'd be like, no, sorry. And then like five Mm -hmm. minutes later, I'd be like, hello there. Um... Uh, table for two and they'd be like yes ma'am right away and it's like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like are you yeah. kidding me 
I've never had privilege before in my life as a black person in Britain. Mm-hmm. This voice does not do nothing for me. <laughs> but for the first time... like, bitch, you just like us, but <laughs> less than. Yeah, for the first time, I've actually experienced what it feels to have some form of, like, privilege in terms of... I feel white today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is how white people feel. I have a, a, a white-sounding voice, so that gives me privilege in America. Wait. What do you, yeah, you do, yes. A British accent is uh, culturally, culturally white sounding. White sounding. Yeah. That's so crazy. Is there a black British accent? Uh, no. No, no, no. But it's just like, can you tell when a black, when an American person speaking on the phone, can you uh-huh. tell when they're black or white? Sometimes. It's kind of the same in the UK. Like I can, I can pretty much tell that that's a black person talking. Oh, But it's not an accent. There's no actual one black british accent but uh-huh. the thing is every black brit's from a different part of the world so like i'm born in the uk but my mum was born in jamaica so mm-hmm. i have when i get angry or when i get like hyper i can hit like a caribbean tinge like ah, in my in my tone okay. but then i have like for example uh i don't know like michaela cole for example she's african descent so she would have a different kind of because her parents were born in Ghana, I think. So she would have a different kind of sound to her voice. But to to, the, to an American, we both sound the same. But she's mm-hmm. culturally yes. Black, British, African. And I'm culturally Black, British, Jamaican. So like, yeah, it's just that kind of thing. But we all Black. <laughs> we're the same. Yeah. I, it's yeah. so weird. I feel like African-Americans do... Someone started this thing where it was like, African-Americans versus Black Brits. I think it was Samuel Jackson. I think he spoke about Daniel Kaluuya. Yes. Yeah, he was upset because he was like, uh, I think it was specifically about uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. No, it was Get Out. It was before Judas. Get Out. Okay. It was Get Out. Yeah, he was like, why is a British Black person telling an African-American story? Yeah. And I mean, I see it. It's, I I see why. How do you feel about that? So I like see it from both angles. Like, yeah, I in one way sympathize because it's like, why are we getting passed up to play our own history mm-hmm. when so few roles are available to us? But then also I'm like, we're all kind of in this together as yeah. black people. Yeah. So I don't really see a problem with it as long as like the most talented person gets the job. I thought it was kind of like a wild statement to say like, I think out so. loud. I thought it was maybe an indoor thought around some wine and friends. In the group chat. Talk about that with the friends in the group chat yeah. before you pull it out in the world. Yeah, I find that it's hard for me because obviously I'm British and I'm here and I'm thriving. But <laughs> every so I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking from talking from a different angle. But everything I do, I'm British in. Like that's the thing. I'm like, listen, people come over here and put on an American accent all the time. What they don't do is just come over here and just like be British. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to be British. That's my thing. Um, but as a kid growing up, like I felt African-American because in Britain, yeah, there's only in the 90s, there was only like four TV channels. Every TV came with four TV channels and none of them had black people on them. Mm-hmm. And then cable, my mom got cable. And that's when I saw black people on TV because they were African-American. So the mm-hmm. first black woman I saw on TV was Aunt Viv, the original Aunt mm-hmm. Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So like Janet Hubert. And I was like, this is, this is black people. This is blackness mm-hmm. to me. And so I probably watched the same TV shows as you did growing up with black people in them. And so by the time I was like an adult, 
I'd had so much African-American culture instilled in me with mm-hmm. what I watched, what I, the music I listened to, the the queens, the icons, like the Beyonce's to the Oprah's. They're all American. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, I, I know I'm not American because I'm British, but I'm like, listen, we grew up on you lot stuff so, that, so well that we can do your accent to a T <laughs> because we grew up watching your shit, listening to your music. Wearing, I was wearing Sean John and Rockerwear and Juicy Pants. I was very mm-hmm. much involved, immersed in the culture, but I was just in Britain and that, mm-hmm. my story is not unique. So I feel like when we come over here, we think, hey, we're family. And then you lot are like, uh-huh. we don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, uh-uh, no. We didn't grow up on your <laughs> shit. We don't know you, honey. Uh-uh, nah-uh. No, I mean, sweetie. Yeah, I think it's just the more the merrier yeah. for me now. We all, and also white people, white Americans do British people all the time. Like, all the yes. time. Yeah. All the, and also, cool run-ins. America. <laughs> If you watch the <laughs> if you watch the movie Cool Runnings, they are Americans doing very bad Jamaican accents. But we were happy. We were happy with it. No one really. I don't remember anyone complaining, being like, "Hey, what are they doing?" I was just happy to see black people on TV, even though they were butchering uh-huh. my mother's language. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think representation at any like whether it's like representation matters and I think it's good and it's like once you have a little bit of the representation then we can evolve into like having actual Jamaicans play Jamaicans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's like I feel like we either get Tyler Perry or like black trauma movies and I'm like give me some like black indies where they're just like ooh we're in love and we're gonna sing a song like that Zendaya movie I'm really excited to watch because I'm like Uh. I feel like it's just two black people just being black. Just being black and not having to carry trauma. I haven't but seen it. But then again, it. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it either. But I heard that nothing happens in it. That's what Twitter was saying. Guess <laughs> what? White people get to make a ton of movies every year where nothing happens That's in them. Marriage Story shit and out. I'm sorry, but Marriage Story was the most mediocre, <laughs> white, <laughs> ca- Caucasian mess. I said, if this same script, same script, was acted by black people. Same, don't change anything. Just replace Adam Driver with, with who, who, I don't even know who you could replace Adam Driver with, but just replace the lead characters with two black people and keep it all black. No one would care. (laughs) No, this is how I can judge mediocrity. I'm like, if you take these white people out, keep the scripts, replace Mm -hmm. the actors with black actors, would it get Oscar nominations? Would it get? No, it wouldn't. Probably not. But I would love to watch a movie about nothing with black people yeah, in it. Yeah, that's true. Because why not? Like, white people yeah. get to do it. Like, Lady Bird went about nothing. Oh, uh, went about nothing. I, just, I, I mean, people loved it for me. It was not for, I'm not going to say it. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. But like, have you ever, have you seen 40-year-old version? Yes. Loved it. That wasn't nominated for like a Golden Globe or nothing. And I was, was or maybe it, it was. I don't, hold on. Mars, can you look that up for me? Sure. Thank you. It might have been for like sound effects or, or I, like, not for acting though. That was so good. I don't think so. But it was so fucking wonderful. Yeah. And I was like, why aren't more people talking about this? This is a movie where a ton of shit happens. Exactly. It's a long movie and you don't feel the length. No. Nope. And, I believe her name is Rada Rada Blank, uh, is incredible. She's so good. Fucking 
it's like exhausting how good she is in the movie. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Yeah. This is the thing. I genuinely think that black people have to be exceptional. Like we're not allowed to be mediocre in anything. And I just, yeah, you're right. We should be allowed to have movies where nothing happens. There's no slavery. There's no pre-slavery, post-slavery. Slavery's not about to happen. There's not about to be a slave once upon a slave. No slaves. (laughs) Then I don't want to help. Don't want to do no help. Don't want to sit don't want to ask for help don't want to save the day either don't want a black savior don't want to be a mammy don't want to be a grandma that knows it all don't want to be the black best friend that goes girl you need to get over him and you need to go out and fix your life together like jennifer hudson in a sex in the city movie helping carrie's character just come out of nowhere helping carrie's character just get back to her flawless self those are my favorite scripts to read to be like <laughs> So this woman has no life. No she life. She lives for this nice white lady to thrive. Yes. But yes. she she goes home and she looks at her wall every day because she ain't got nothing else going on. The 40-year-old version was not nominated for any Golden Globe. I think it's so wild that it uh, wasn't nominated. I wow. it was Mars, you should watch it. Um it's a wow. it's a perfect movie. It's so good. I loved it it's so, so much. The thing is, I genuinely think that I Wait, before you get into that thought, we have to take a break. Oh, look at that. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code DATEME20 newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. 
Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we back. Okay, what were you going to say? <laughs> I think that... Because we've grown up just being, as Black people, we've grown up just being happy to see Black people on TV. Mm -hmm. That now we've gone past that. It's 2021. And we're just like, you know what? I just don't want to just see us on TV now. I want to see us Mm -hmm. doing a myriad of things, a smorgasbord of shit, doing everything. And so my stuff that I'm doing is, that's what I want to change. In Britain, it's terrible. In America, cool. You lot are way ahead of us. In the UK. Mm -hmm. Which is depressing to think about. 
trust me, you lot are super advanced compared like, to the UK. Truly depressing to be like, this is this is good. Um, yeah, America is thriving in terms of representation compared to to Britain. Like it's so sad. Like, it's mm-hmm. so sad, and I kind of feel like struggle and black people just for some reason go hand in hand in tv and film and i'm just like i don't want to see it to the point where mm-hmm. i don't watch those shows like i don't i have never watched the wire uh, maybe i should have i've never seen it <laughs> i've never i don't watch it i've never watched power i've never watched empire i liked empire and then i saw a gun someone got shot i said ah oh, mm-hmm. why couldn't it just <laughs> been about the music what about the music like i literally am just like stop shooting mm-hmm. us in TV and film, please. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I'm over it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just to change speed a little, also in your special, you talked about how uh, male comics can get any any old pussy yes. they want. Yes. Any any old sexual encounter that they any want. Pussy that- any person they want. Do you do you have any chuckle fuckers? Like after shows, do you have dudes who hit on you? I'm sorry, chuckle fuckers. That is hilarious. Oh. Is that what they're called? Is that a new term? Yes. I didn't coin it. Uh, no, but... just tell me you did. Fuck it, you coined it. You said it. You coined it. Nicole coined chuckle fuckers, and that From is drag queens. They're called clown chasers. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I love it. Chuckle I think Benda La Creme said that to me and it made me laugh so hard. But yeah, oh chuckle fuckers. Do you have any dudes like after shows who are like, London, yo, let me get up in that. I could change no, your world. That's the thing. <laughs> like, this is the thing. I come off stage and like men's penis just shrink inside. They're just like, I, <laughs> like <laughs> this girl would ruin me. And she's funnier than me. And ah, I'm intimidated. And their penis is going, mm-hmm. no, I don't. To be fair, like, you know, I can I can catch a dick. Like my roster of 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 men, uh, it's quite. It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. And mm-hmm. I have the quality of men that I've been betwixt my thighs very high. But the problem is they that was they never saw me do stand up. That was just my personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they saw me do stand up, it probably wouldn't have. Mm. I fuck them despite the fact that, that I'm a, <laughs> that I'm a comedian. Like. It's crazy. I just, I I put that joke in because I always see the most mediocre, average, funny mm-hmm. men with these stunning, amazing, insane women. Like, insane women. <laughs> and you never see it the other way around. You never see it. Like, you, like, no female comic is dating a fucking stunner where you go, how did that happen? <laughs> no one. I know. I truly just want i think a real treat would be like meeting a dude who maybe was not familiar with my material mm-hmm. we start dating he sees me perform and and goes wow i love her even more yes <laughs> that is the dream Nicole. just That's- wow she's wow. so loud wow she's talking about digging around in her pussy looking for loose change and i like that whereas girls will watch like chris delia or whoever the fuck whoever the fuck and they go yeah that's what I want I want him and it's just like are you kidding me are you kidding me full offense to Chris D'Elia I've never met the man I don't know him I don't know him but I'm just like like I 
I'm just like how the bar is so low for men in comedy mm-hmm. to get hot girls. Yeah. But it doesn't work the other way around. And like I say in my special, my dating history is like a who's who of Uber drivers because mm-hmm. I literally fucked my Uber driver. So it's just like, what is this? How many Uber drivers have you fucked? Only one. A and one? only one in LA. I wouldn't fuck an Uber driver in the UK because they are not as hot as the one. In- oh. <laughs> They're not as hot as the ones in LA. Gotcha, bitch. I've uh, hooked, How many well, have I only you hooked, fucked? I've only fucked one cab okay. driver, been fingered by another cab driver. Whilst in then, the cab? Yeah, he just like reached behind as I ate a fucking chicken, McChicken sandwich from McDonald's. You're <laughs> Why are we not married? What a... <laughs> I haven't thought about that story in such a long time. He like pulled up to my apartment and then I can't remember. This was like 10, 15 years ago. Okay, I yeah. can't remember what he said, but I was like, yeah, you can. And then I just was like eating my McChicken as he was like, I mean, it was hard for him to like get back there, but right. it was like, a, it wasn't a, like a yellow cab. It was a, one of those gypsy cabs. Right. I don't know if I'm allowed to say gypsy cab anymore. I feel like that you probably can't say it anymore. I, yeah, please don't cancel me. I just realized it now. I'm sorry. I've never a black car. So it was yeah. like before the days of Uber and whatnot in uh, Washington Heights. That's what picks you up or whatever. And uh, yeah, and then uh, when <laughs> when I was done, was there any talking or did he just reach? No, no, we talked. We talked first. Oh. Like there was a little. He was like, "You're I've pretty," always- and I was like, <laughs> "Thank you." <laughs> Hammered, just like drunk. And then the third one was out here, but we didn't fuck. We just uh, smoked weed, hooked up. I watched him DJ for a little bit. And then I just got too high and was like, I can't be here (laughs) watching my Uber driver DJ. Oh, my God. he takes me home. Oh, my God. No, Nicole, honestly, (sighs) we we shouldn't have these stories. Because I mean, I'm gonna have more when the world opens up, oh, and I cannot mate, fucking listen, wait. Listen. Oh, I'm gonna be. Do a you live real in LA? Slut. I do. I'm gonna fucking like blast my pussy out. Oh. It's gonna be like all bendy and used oh. up by the end of next year. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. Men are gonna see it and say, "Oh God, were trains being run on you?" And I'm gonna say, <laughs> "Yes." Multiple yes, days were. a week. Multiple the trains. train came through the station. Twenty-four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I genuinely think it's good for people like us because we clearly lived a full life before the pandemic. I have friends and family members that have only slept with two people their whole lives. One of them's their husband. And I'm like, ew, (laughs) ew, ew. And then they go into this pandemic with the love of their life, in quotation marks. Mm. And they realize that like, you ain't been anywhere else. And this could be it. The world could end. And your pussies Mm -hmm. only had that. And that's why I'm so grateful that I had a full marathon of dick before Mm -hmm. the the pandemic. Because now she's in rehab. She's just, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about her life. Thinking about her options. You know, it was weird for the first couple months when my period just kept coming. Mm -hmm. And there was no, like, scare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just like, oh, I know I'm not pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my pussy's been at a silent retreat where sometimes a jackhammer comes through and that's my Farragun. She's been using a Farragun on her pussy. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just, I like think about the zombie apocalypse a lot and I'm like, Mm. okay, I'm in like a good situation because Mm -hmm. say you're with somebody that you love dearly and the apocalypse Mm -hmm. comes 
and they're not good at survival. You have to drag their dead weight around because you love them. I'm single. I'm on my own until I find a hot other single renegade man who's also good at surviving. And then we fuck, but there's no real commitment because the world is ending. Well, it's gonna end. Oh my God, that's a movie. That's a black movie. Oh my God. That's the black movie that we want. That's what we want, Nicole. Oh my God. Should we write a movie about two sluts at the end of the world? (laughs) Yes, we should. (laughs) That's the best idea for a movie I've had in such a long time. Okay. Hello, listeners. Don't you fucking dare steal that idea. Don't you dare. I think it's a perfect idea. Two sluts at the end of the world. Yeah. Sleeping with, oh my God, imagine like you sleep with a dude and then like you think he's coming, but he's just been bitten and he turns into a zombie (laughs) while he's still inside you. Yes, that's a scene. We just wrote a scene of this movie. Honestly, like I'm really excited about it now. And and I might truly text my manager and be like, all right. I know okay. I've had a lot of weird ideas, but like, but what about this? Sluts during a, zo- a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> and the movie's just called Sluts. And Sluts. <laughs> yeah, 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 apocalypse sluts. <laughs> and like, you know how like in superhero movies they have the girls in these like teeny tiny things. Like Wonder Woman's not fighting yes. crime in the skirt yes. and heels, yes. but like we are like we have to look slutty for the end of the world. Well, no, because we probably, the end of the world happened like at the end of the night, we just left the club. Yes. And we were going to catch, we were going to catch some dick that night, but then the world ended. Yes. But we're like, well, if this is our last opportunity to catch some dick, then we really need to catch some dick. Yes. So we're out here and everyone's like packing up and barricading their homes. And we're like, well, where was that guy? Where was, where was, and then we, we like go yeah. steal sneakers from a store because you're like, what if my feet start hurting? And it's like, we'll yeah. just wear the sneakers. And it's like, but then that ruins my outfit. Exactly. You know, I'm very much here for this. <laughs> I'm totally here for the end of the world slot movie. Oh. I'm totally here for it. See, this is the thing. I, I knew we would get on. And my followers are so right. They're just like you and Nicole Whitehart. We get on so well. And I'm I like, I mean, the people were right. They were so right. But I was all the way in the UK. So I was like, she's never going to notice me. I'm 5,000 miles away. No, and now, I noticed you because you, it was like announced that you're hosting a show with Fortune Feimster, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I love Fortune so much. So she had posted about it. And I was like, ooh, who's this London Hughes? So then I looked you up and I was like, oh my God, she's like really fucking funny. And then you got booked on this and I was so excited because I like to do just the smallest bit of research before I talk to somebody. (laughs) So I watched, I didn't finish your special because I didn't have time because she woke up late. It's okay. Uh, It's okay. (laughs) But I was like, God damn, you are like, you remind me of me because you are a bundle of fucking energy. (laughs) And as I watched you, I was like, Man, she must feel real good right now, but she gonna be so tired after this. So tired, <laughs> so tired. Oh my god, you haven't reached the end of the special, but at the end, I fall on the floor. I drop the mic and fall back. I, I fucking love it. I'm dead, and you know when you do specials, you have to do it twice, back mm-hmm. to back, and they edit into one long thing. So mm-hmm. I had done it twice, and I was dead, and I was like, good night. Oh, I just <laughs> fell backwards, <laughs> and I did not move. It was just I was dead. I mean. But, um, when I do yeah. a weekend of shows, the first show, I'm like exhausted. And then I go, all right, let's do the meet and greet. You do the meet uh, and greet. 
you get even more tuckered out because you have to give them a little bit more of you. And then you're like, all right, let's fucking have a cocktail and get ready for the second show. I once did four shows in a night. And by the fourth show, in the middle of the show, I went, have you all heard this before? (laughs) What I just said, did you... Did this last joke? Did I wait? And they were like, "No, this is all new." And I was like, "Thank you. This is my fourth show. We're all on a journey." <laughs> if you hear, and then I like nominated a, la- a lady in the front row. I was like, "You hear something again? Say you said that. Just, just like, <laughs> <laughs> just you let me know. Uh-huh. You let me know. Okay, come mommy, yeah. mommy tired. Like, we're on a journey. It's live comedy." If I start going in a circle, it's not because I'm having a, a like a, a an emergency. Oh my god! <laughs> just stop. tell me, mate. That's killer. Oh, don't you miss the days when we could just do stand up on oh, Earth? Yes. yes, yes, fucking hell. But I have, I did do a couple outdoor shows last year, and I have one coming up next month. To Great. Look forward. Well, this will be out in April, so I would have done it last month. We Great. won't tell the people when we've recorded. Le- yes, yes, <laughs> it's all good. But hey, the funny thing is, I've actually met you. I met you at... At the improv? No, I met you at Comedy Central's Emmy party in 2019. Oh. And you were at the bar with your friend from who's in SNL. Sashir. Who yes, Sashir. we're attached at the hip. You were together and I was like, that's a good boy. I'm going to go say hello because I wanted to be my friend. And I said, hi, Nicole. I'm London. <laughs> I'm new here, but I think you're great. And you were like, thank you, girl. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. And I was like, thanks. Okay, bye. You could have talked to me for longer. I think yeah, at that point. Like I, I feel like you were just chatting with your friend and I was just like, I'm just weird. You obviously you won't remember, but I was no, like, I was fucked up. Yes. <laughs> You were drunk, though. I was very aware. You were by the bar, you were, you, and you looked amazing. And I just Thank knew you wouldn't you. remember me or this conversation. But I just, I'm the type of person. If I see someone, I respect them, and I see them in real life. I can't. It seems fake to me to not say something, even though they don't give a shit. But I was like, she's not gonna care. But I want to tell her that I think she's awesome. So I told you you're awesome, and you said, "Thank you, girl. Thank you. You're so cute." And then I was like, "Thanks." I wish I was. Not blacked out, so I couldn't yeah. remember that. <laughs> I was just so happy that they had these small, small, a small maker, and I'd never had a s'mores before. Oh, that's that's definitely an American thing, right? S'mores. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I was like, oh my god, they make s'mores here for you, and so I was just eating all the s'mores, <laughs> and I was just drinking and eating all the s'mores and being like, there was my first ever Emmy party. So I was like, I'm at an Emmy party for I think that was my first ever Emmy party as well. I, I didn't realize that you like, I knew you like go to things to get photographed, but that was like the first thing that I was like, I don't know if I want to go to a, an Emmy party. It seems so weird. And it's not like I have like imposter syndrome, but I, I, I truly just feel like sometimes I'm like, nobody wants to fucking talk to me. <laughs> Why am I doing this? I'm going to get my makeup done and go to a party. I have to ask the person if I'm on a list. <laughs> what if they say you're not? What if they say you stupid bitch, go back home. Hey, then it would just be so sad. I had, I got papped for the first time there at that party. And like, what you know, when you stand there and you're like, they're not going to know who I am. And they're like, London, London, Nicole, da-da-da. and you're like, oh, wow, you do. Like, oh, that- the Getty carpet. Yeah, the Ooh, Getty I carpet. I love getting my Getty. I love that. I love, I love when they're like, oh, okay, give us that side, Nicole. I'm like, you want this side? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was so, yeah, that was one of the best nights I've ever had. And I just kept seeing so many badass women. I went up to Quinta Brunson as well. I was like, Quinta, I think you're great. Like, I was just that girl. I was just going up to any black woman I knew who I thought was funny and just telling them that I thought they were funny. I mean, you're doing the Lord's work because I I feel like there could be more of a camaraderie between black women. And I'll be fully transparent. Earlier in my career, 10 years ago, I would not have said that. I would have said there's only room for one black girl at the table. That's all the room they made for us. So it's, we have to fight to be at the table. But now I'm like, oh, we got to create our own fucking tables, our own rooms. And there is room for everybody. And if I didn't get this, I'll get the other thing. And I'm glad they went with a black girl as opposed to going with another white girl. So like whenever I audition for something and it goes to a black girl, I'm like, yes, bitch. Good. Right. Good. I'm glad you got it. One of us fucking got it. And I'm so glad I arrived at that moment. It takes time because the industry will make you feel like it is just what, it's not your fault. And it's a journey that I'm sure many black women, even in the UK, I've been on. And it does, they do make you feel like it is them or me Mm because there's only one slot. So I totally get that. And also being British and coming over here, I'm hyper aware that, you know, black women might look at me sideways. Like, Mm -hmm. who's this British bitch that's come out of nowhere? She's got this Netflix special with Kevin Hart. She's got this movie with Will Packer. She got this on Netflix, this on Netflix. And it's like, I, that, because of that, I'm aware of that. I'm that girl that's like, hi, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm London. So you like overcompensate for your success, which is not, but like people shouldn't have to overcompensate for success because it's like, it happened for you at this point in your life. Yes. For somebody else, it will happen for them maybe later in their life. Well, maybe tomorrow. Just like you, you got to be like, stay in your lane. Look at your own paper. Yeah. Well, I've been doing comedy for 12 years. So Mm -hmm. even though like, you know, to America, I'm just this chick that turned up out of nowhere. Like I've been doing comedy, Mm -hmm. like only comedy for 12 years in the UK and doing comedy in the UK ain't easy. You walk on stage, you're a black woman in a in a white. I you drive to areas and you do performing to like eighty white dudes, and you're mm-hmm. a black woman. You walk on stage, they think you're a singer. They think it's the intermission. They get mm-hmm. up and leave. <laughs> they, they, get, <laughs> they, get, they get up and leave. They're just like, all right, mate, yeah, get get a drink, sit. Let's go sing. Tina Turner's on the like. It's this is how it is. Like it's not. It's not easy. And that's where I started. So I, I'm like, I wish I had places like you guys have where you can go and be a black woman, and it'll be an all black female comedy night, and there'll be a mm-hmm. full audience there. That don't happen in Britain. All black. Fe- I've never been on a bill with another black woman in the UK. Like, let alone, let alone a woman. When I first started, it would be like one woman per show. And then it'd be like, ooh, one one woman and then Nicole. She's our black girl for the night. Oh, and you're wow. like, God damn. And then someone did approach me to perform at this other place where you have to like hang out or get past or whatever. And she was like, I think I could like get you to perform because like they're looking for more diversity. And I was like, the fact that you as like yeah. an acquaintance said those words out loud to me mm. really makes it diminishes the fact that I'm funny and that I could do it on my own. But also like the fact that that's internally what they're saying to other comics mm. is so fucking shitty. So, so shitty. I, it's it's uh, it's a this is the thing. It's hard. So I guess I just yeah I I know how hard it is for black women and I admire any black woman that's made it to any standard of anywhere Mm -hmm. in any industry 
I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed because I know how hard it was for me. It must have been fucking killer for you. So when I see you, I'm going to give you your flowers. I'm going to show you that I respect you. And I'm going to be like, hey, well done. If no one's telling you this, Mm -hmm. well fucking done. Because it's hard out here. So yeah, me at the Comedy Central Emmy party was just trying to get, I gave you your flowers. You don't remember it, but I gave everybody their flowers because I'm like... You were too drunk to remember, but I, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to give everyone their flowers. Thank you. (laughs) At the Emmy, it was like after the Emmys last year, Viola Davis was like chowing down on a hamburger. And I was like, excuse me. I just want to say that you're really incredible. And I I really enjoy your work and you're very inspirational. And she was like, thank you. And I was like, oh, I love that even the thank you was in a Viola. Like your voice is so powerful. And then oh. I saw her on a plane and I wanted to be like, Viola, remember me from any plane? And I was like, no, leave her the fuck alone. And the thing is, how crazy is it? Because you're like, will that person remember me from that moment that like, changed my life? Absolutely not. New. New. <laughs> London, we're coming towards the end. I could talk to you for 10 more hours. <laughs> the bitch got some shit to do. But uh, okay. I, I asked all my guests this. Would you date me? Oh my God, in a heartbeat. Especially if you bent over and bought that ass back and then uh, pulled it away, then ah, oh, fucking hell. No, I would. Ooh, I can't yeah. believe we talked about that in the first 10 minutes of this program. <laughs> Truly so wild that we were just like, yeah. I did another episode with Vicky Vox. We did it at DragCon. We're like, I was like, welcome to Why Won't You Date Me? And we were like, dick, 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 dick. Like, just almost immediately. <laughs> and we didn't realize that there was kids in the crowd. And then, like, oh, we just wow. saw, like, parents quietly stand up and usher their children out. Oh, and I was no, like, oh. I've been there. Oh, you know, you got to let them know what they're in for. Oh, my yeah. God, it's true. Oh. Well, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, I want to promote you. No. Um, I want to promote Nicole Bach. She's a queen. No. No. I want to promote... I guess my special, watch my special to catch a dick on Netflix. You can watch um, me hosting, co-hosting the Netflix after party every week on Netflix with Fortune Femestone David Spade. And then you can also see me on History of Swear Words, which is a show on Netflix hosted by Nicolas Cage. But your girl makes some funny, funny appearances. And um, yeah, I've got some stuff coming up. I've got a movie coming out. My podcast, London Actually. Basically, look out for London. Yes. She's gonna be here. She's taking over. So yeah. just like that song <laughs> London Calling. Is- <laughs> you loser. Oh Nicole. Nicole. To be fair, I said it and immediately put my head down. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See, just when I thought you were cool. Like you you just showed how cheesy you really fucking are, and I love you for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was an original joke that no one's ever made to you. No and I'm one's really proud ever of it. made it. No I'm one. really proud of myself. You okay, should well. be so original. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the end of this episode. If you like this episode of oh, Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you write me something nasty hitting on me, I will uh, read it. This is kind of <laughs> long, but this person said it's dusk. And there's a blood moon in October. After hitting it off at a Halloween party, you follow me back to my place where you suck my dick and queef at the same time. Okay. We both hilariously wore Renaissance costumes. Half of them are still on at this point. You tear and ball the rest of the costume material into a makeshift fabric butt beads before slowly inserting the malformed shapes into my ass. 
You pour melted chocolate from the candy bowl that sat too near the fireplace down my ass as the original anal beads enter. I come and you squirt, putting out the fires with combined force. You spend the rest of the evening slowly removing the chocolatey beads and slapping me in the face kindly. Gotta say, (laughs) that was rather involved and uh, (laughs) pretty wild. So thank you for that one. I think he needs a nap. I don't even know what the fuck. I I just, yeah, just I feel like my whole laptop needs a reboot after that. I need to. Well, it's not as bad as one I got maybe two years ago, where they said they wanted to stand me upside down and pour clam chowder in my pussy. I will talk about that message till the day I die because it was so wildly disturbing to oh read. My God. I truly was like, clams in my puss. I don't know. It really made me upset. That's it. Bye bye. (laughs) That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. (laughs) This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.